Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. G'day, g'day, g'day. Hello. Can you hear me all right? Oh, yeah. Good. Todd can't, though. He's... (laughs) (laughs) I just got that. Maybe. The the hearing delay. The hearing... Hearing delay. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Hearing delay. Yep. I just want to uh, let you know. Uh, you know, it's it's funny to make fun of flat earthers, okay? And if it's funny making a flat earther believe uh, believer really angry, but if you push them over the edge, then you're only proving them right. <laughs> I thought you were being serious for a second there. <laughs> so did I. I thought, oh no, what's going on here? Grown. These are dad jokes. Dad. uh... Yeah. No, a dad joke would be a flat earther's greatest fear is a spear itself. Is a spear itself? Is a spear itself. Kind of like the guys off Flatland. Yep. I don't know if you guys ever read that book, Flatland. And here's one that, that Todd could relate to. Like, flat earthers say that they've never truly seen real pictures of the earth, but neither has Todd seen his, ever seen his dad, and he knows he's real. <laughs> okay. That one went over my head. Yeah, I'm just teasing. Okay, well, let's get started here. Welcome, everybody, uh, to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. We got... Uh, 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 our special guest again, Jeff, with us, and we have Todd and myself, Greg, and uh, everybody give a big wave. How you doing tonight there, Todd? Awesome. How about you there, Jeff, as he walks away from the camera? Yeah, we walks away from the camera. He's making some tea. Yeah, he's, um, uh, the benefit yeah. that when he walked away from the Canada uh, camera, he walked away very slowly. <laughs> Did he? That's true. He limped away. <laughs> I limped and gimped go. away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm a little bit. Uh, I've been been walking too, trying to walk too much, and it's. Uh, oh yeah, and all, it's the, the kind Alzheimer's of angry. kicking in. I've got angry foot. So angry foot. Oh, that, like the heebie-jeebies in it. No, it's like um, neuropathic pain. It's oh, just yeah. pain. Yeah. Just nasty pain. Whatever. Yeah. I was trying to see if there's anything. I was looking up to see if there's anything that I could do about it. Yeah. But I guess I could do. I could get a maid. Service. A maid. Service. <laughs> yes. That's you one could, way you, to cure you, all. Yeah, you know, like that's one thing the Canadian government has has a cure for every disease now. They call it maid. Yep. Yeah. The first, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maid in Canada. Yep. Yeah. So some interesting things uh in relation to uh 
it's that particular subject, not so much made, but this, they're talking about COVID, which is the uh, genocidal maid that was just issued to the, the whole world. Um, more than $2.7 million have been paid out to 50 claimants of serious injury connected to the vaccine so far in Canada. Uh. That's, that's a news release. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. And there's a, a script that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, you get, well, there's Paul. Fact is, uh, you know, fact is uh, stranger than fiction some days. Um, there's a whole bunch of things on, um, what was that series? X-Files. Talks Maybe. about uh, genetic. Uh, the truth is out there. Yeah, the truth is out there. And it talked about. Uh, adjusting people's DNA and causing their uh, immune systems to be disabled in order to wipe out a good portion of the population. And also welcome Paul. Hey, Paul, how you doing, buddy? They're doing very well. Yeah, we got a special guest here, Jeff. He's the the hidden guy in the picture there. If you look at the the top there, there's a a picture of him lying on a a grassy uh, field looking at his... Grassy Knoll, he's a shooter? Yeah, he's a shooter. He's allowed to be a shooter now because he's got his pal as of like a week ago. Yeah, he's a pal. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, he's joined the society. The brotherhood. I've got, and I've already got guns. <laughs> yeah. No, No, you don't. No, you don't. What are you? I never. I, I don't know. You got guns? I don't. I've never heard about that. I thought I had guns. <laughs> I think you do. But you do now. You don't have a handgun though. No, no, of course not. Yeah, that's going to be a pain in the ass. That would be restricted, wouldn't it? That would be oh, uh, prohibited yeah, now. It's not prohibited, is it? Yeah. I thought it was just restricted. Well, it, it's so restricted you can't transfer them from uh, people. You can't transfer a firearm license for a, a handgun to anybody. Well, Easy I mean, enough you, know, done, right? you can't sell me one when I get my restricted license. You can't sell me one. No, no. We could. Yeah. He well, could sell so... you like goodwill and and uh, ra- uh, rainbows and flags and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a new uh, thing for pals, right? Mm. Hey, uh, speaking of that. Uh, Paul, was it you sending me those texts of all those interesting articles? Yes. 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 We're just talking about the one, uh, the X File one. What? What? What can you? Did you look at that? Yeah. Yeah. What it do you was think? A smallpox contagion, right? Yeah. And they were using CRISPR technology to help uh, change the DNA structures. But and and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think this was about a three three and a half year old episode. Yeah. So right before all this stuff happens, predictive programming. Yeah, it's sort of like the Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the soothsayers of the the modern age, X Files and, and Simpsons. But it's interesting because that follows um, a breach, probably about six months after that episode. Where remember they they were at a lab in I think in West Virginia, or might have been. Um, in DC itself, where they found un, un, um, 
unregistered smallpox you know in a freezer in a bio lab yeah and that just that had come out so they were looking at they've been doing for a while now and you got even elon musk now looking on twitter and saying about how gain of function documents about fauci doing gain of function over wuhan province yeah uh will be released kind of in the near future part of the twitter files twitter files actually yeah no actually that's one of the topics i want to talk about tonight too if, if possible is about the the twitter files i don't know if you guys have been following that at all mm, what? no 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 uh and uh todd what that's a no from you too yeah i um just pretty much confirms what uh we believed all the time is that big tech media was directly dealing with government entities in order to silence dissenting opinions and kicking people off Twitter and that didn't support the narrative. It was coming from the FBI, right? Like $3.7 million that we're paying under the table. Yeah, it's, 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 exactly the type of fascism that the people talk about big industry with government entities uh controlling the narrative that's right and you've got the, the kind of like the george soros kind of da's um in the major cities you have the department of justice really being weaponized right against anyone with an alternate view or yeah pretty much um, against the agenda and there's a, actually a recent uh, judge just made a ruling against uh, that Arizona election. Um, Kerry Lake, yeah. Uh, with Kerry Lake. And the judge there was another uh, example of, of a, a judge that's just totally ignored all the facts and made a decision saying that to, to legitimize uh, the illegal vote in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, and they uh, had quite a bit of evidence as well, right? Yeah, like, and that's the whole thing. He ignored all the, the, the evidence that was presented. So now uh, I guess she has to go to the now Supreme Court to take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. That's on the U.S. end of things. Um, Did you also see, too, on the U.S. side of things, both the justice. Did you see that in the Omnis bill? billion was set aside for the uh, 1,000 lawyers set uh, by the government used to uh, defend the uh, January 6th um, thing against Trump. Wow. It cost the government $2.6 billion for 1,000 lawyers. To go against Trump. Yeah. To have a lot more than they spent on the 9-11 commission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's or border protection for their own country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it just the 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 whole system's rotten, and it begs the question of: Will there ever be any possibility of meaningful reform? Robro retard. At like, this point, it, I think the gap is so far, so wide across. It is. And it's the same thing in Canada is that, you know, I, I, I got on Twitter finally and I follow Trudeau and call him an asshole every opportunity I get. I got no more use for this guy. Uh, and they haven't kicked me off Twitter yet or 
he hasn't uh what they block you or something like that yeah not likely yeah they'll block the system though yeah but he does two tweets in a row and the first one was his typical virtue signaling expressing sympathy for the slain officer in our area and then the second one is is that <laughs> your best protection against covid is to get the vaccine yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> See, they found out that only 22% of Canadians got the second shot. Or yeah. the, th- uh, the second the, shot? The, the first, or the, the first third? Yeah, I think first that's, the article said the second. I'm not saying that they're, yeah. uh, you, know, you, you know, the accuracy of the media. All I can say is wow! Yeah. But, I mean, because they claimed 80%. Yeah. So. Well... And they're also saying too, the hospital system now is re- really reevaluating, looking at bringing people who weren't vaccinated back on the workforce because they're overwhelmed. But we were told that one to two percent of people refuse to get vaccinated. Well, the healthcare system was hanging on by one to two percent of the workforce. Then that just shows you the government was greatly underfunding <coughs> our healthcare system for such a long period of time. Yeah. Or there's this line and it was more like probably 20, 30 percent that said, no, we're out of here. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess uh, the Canadian forces were also uh, uh, showing a 15 percent injury rate from the vaccinated. Yeah, there's an actual published article in the mainstream media that just basically said that more people were harmed by in the Canadian Armed Forces that were harmed and had reactions to the vaccine than actually were affected by COVID. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have um, the article I sent you from CTV that $2.7 million is paid to 50 claimants so far for so serious far, injuries yeah. connected to the vaccine. And so to make it that far, I think it's groundbreaking like they recall lettuce when two people get sick yeah yeah from the keep that in mind yeah free coli or salmonella or yeah there's and, uh, it seems to be a lot of stuff is coming in uh coming to light and coming in favor of uh back to the people in a sense in in some ways i notice um remember when they they said if you were fired because of f- failing to take the the ma- mandated uh vaccination that uh you weren't entitled to unemployment insurance yeah well that's been overturned that was overturned in a in a a a file a case file um that came out just the decision was on december 14th Hmm. and it ruled that they said that uh, no one could be forced to be have medical procedures done upon themselves and that's not uh, an example of uh, misconduct, uh, which people were being um, dismissed for. Mm-hmm. So it makes a whole bunch of people who have been dismissed uh, now eligible for that uh, EI for when they were uh, off work. Inevitable. Things are inevitably going to change. God damn it. Open your fucking ears. Yeah. There should be also, with that too, a discrimination suit going along with that. Like oh, we talked for, in earlier. Uh, yeah, like a human rights issue. Absolutely, yeah. Like we were yeah. talking before, like we're part of these international treaties that don't discriminate based upon choice, orientation, anything of that nature. So 
But it's funny how that document, I, I believe I sent that one to you, the Social Security Tribunal of yeah, Canada. Yeah, you did. Yep. Um, it's funny how, like, where do you see that on mainstream media? This ain't happening, man. Unless you're actually digging in, uh, what do you call it, alternative sources? Yep. It wasn't advertised in the Sun or CTV or CBC. Yeah, I just pull it up here. I'm just uh, actually reading the decision. Uh, refusal to be vaccinated, not misconduct under the under the SST decision. It says uh, many Canadian employees who were suspended without pay or fired for refusing vaccination have had their personal health decisions labeled as misconduct and have been denied, denied employment insurance benefits by the government and uh, the Social Security Tribunal of Canada released a decision overturning the Canadian Employment Insurance Commission denial of EI benefits to a former hospital administrator who was dismissed for refusing to receive a COVID-19 vaccination back in November of 2021. So that's that's good news uh, for a lot of people. I know that'll make a, a, a you know, quite a bit of a monetary difference for a lot of people that were hung out to dry and had no income for literally months at a time for uh, after they're dismissed from their careers. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it earlier of how uh, I believe who was it Todd or yourself, Craig said that uh, Trudeau made a comment and said that go get the vaccine because it's safe and effective. Now, I want to know the science-based reports that they're basing this off of, because everything I'm seeing says it's not safe or effective, and neither was it. And even the, the CEO of Pfizer said it was kind of unproven, and they, when they had the evidence, he was lied to. And it wasn't uh, what he would have brought to market mm. uh, when, when questioned in front of the EU. It's just interesting to me, because if you hold yourself out as a, giving a medical opinion, you should have a medical degree because if you don't and you claim something, a medical term, that's actually punishable in Canada if you're holding out a medical claim without putting a disclaimer yeah. that it might not be true. If you yeah. look on any vitamin, pills, whatever, they have to also give you the contraindications, but you have to also cite the sources. I don't think I've ever seen Trudeau ever do that. And he's making claims as if he's talking from a position of authority when all he is is an elected politician. That's right. Yeah. He's not a medical doctor. Let's let's make this a little spicy. What do you think, Jeff? I think you guys are talking shite about something that happened a long time ago. It's already been decided. I I, I totally get it about the EU thing or EI thing. Yeah. Because that's going forward. That is probably a, uh, that was a mistake in my mind, but the rest of it is like, I, I don't agree at all. I think the, the vaccine probably saved a lot of lives. We can find how many lots of info. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I would say at least one, right? So yep. who is that numbers one? On it, I, I don't know. Who's that one? Uh, maybe you saved mine. I don't know. I had COVID. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you saved mine. Yeah, I had COVID. Maybe I died. I think I had COVID twice. My, my point is, my point is that you know what, uh, the people either took the vaccine or they didn't. People either uh, benefited from it or they didn't. Uh, it seemed as though uh, nature decided that Omicron would come come along and do the same work for uh, the in immunizing everybody. So basically, ending the whole thing. And now 
course, we got China going crazy now because they weren't as a um, they weren't as vaccinated, from what I hear. Well, they and, said they were ninety percent plus, weren't they? Yeah, they had a different. They had their own version of the vaccine, which was apparently not very effective. So, I don't know. You know, the thing is, at the end of the day, uh, we either like either took it or you didn't. And you know, if the, when the next one comes around, people will make their decision again. I think it's there's lots of lucid conspiracy theories about it, and you know, will are we ever going to know? Probably not. But yeah, uh, they're only unexpected. I actually Jeff's think then all that kind of stuff happening, though, Jeff. What about all that? Yeah, I, there's there's so many yeah. unexpected deaths. There's a 17 percent rise in in deaths amongst uh, people between 15 and 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 50 in Canada uh, alone. How do we explain that? And we're having issues where uh, you know so many deaths are occurring that are that they say that are just unexpected or unexplained. You know, eleven-year-olds don't normally get heart attacks daily, like in large or groups or strokes. And you see, that's that's some of the issues that I think a lot of people are are tuning into now because they're 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 not they can't hide it. You know, like uh, I I know uh, I'll just that I'll repeat an example of of the one group where I work, do some work uh, out of five employees. Two died, and uh, one had a stroke within 30 days of receiving their vaccinations. And you're not going to find something if you don't look for it. Yeah. And, that, and, and I think, uh, you know, you talk about conspiracy theories. There is a goddamn conspiracy, because anybody who seriously questions the narrative that the vaccines are safe and effective is shadow banned or thrown off Twitter, or were in the past thrown off Twitter, or, you know, their YouTube videos are banned. Like, if... I don't know. You guys seem to be making it onto Spotify. Yeah, that's that's different, though. Uh, but yeah, if we I, were significant uh, enough, we would be banned, too. It's a, it is a good point you're making, Jeff, but I have been uh, banned, cancelled twice on YouTube uh, by putting our... our not necessarily for on that. YouTube because of the making mention of COVID vaccinations. Yeah, if you if you use the V word, uh, that's why you see a lot of these guys get around it by calling it something else and just you know because they don't get flagged. But yeah. again, I would like to say, I mean, science is always a debate, isn't it? You're not allowed to debate. And it's been two years. I've seen it myself. Just social ostracization, the federal government being antagonistic people who decided that they didn't want to do it, wanted more proof. There's a thousand things you can question on this. And rather than respond, the fucking government is disingenuous and brings a hammer down on people. You know, and that's one of the reasons why they really went after the, the convoy because it was calling into question the whole narrative. Yeah. And I would be, I would welcome any debate on the subject because, you know, it is a fact excess deaths are up significantly. Could they be what's causing it? Myocarditis is up 25,000%. And a new study from the journal of clinical medicine looked at the incidence of myocarditis and pericarditis in post-COVID-19 unvaccinated patients. 
out of a large scale Israeli study of 196,992 unvaccinated adults after COVID infection showed that COVID infection was not associated with either myocarditis or pericarditis. Which leads you to think then, if you're unvaccinated, then this is a problem of the vaccinated. So what do you guys think that they did? They put something in the vaccine that's causing these things? Well, I think well, they all they always go and put okay. So, so it's got a, it's got okay. Well, it's got uh, um, a spike protein from the from COVID. Okay, that's yeah. so that's no different from COVID. Okay, and then they've got this other vector that just happens to this RNA just happens to be able to use the machinery to to pump out this protein. That's it. There's nothing nothing more. Yeah, but no, what are the but, side but effects? What happens? Yeah. Well, so but they're using is, RNA what, technology. This is not uh, this is not smallpox. This is not your no, polio vaccine. No, okay. So the thing is that it's not. Um, so from my viewpoint, is that the, it's, it's cutting edge technology. I get that, and there's probably some worries about that. Uh, AstraZeneca wasn't right. It was older technology. No, but that has been right. linked positively with blood clots and with strokes. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is that. Um, not from COVID. Uh, okay, but the thing, when you give an okay, when you give a uh, a vaccine to somebody, their body fights an immune response against COVID or whatever you put in there, right? That's what it does, and it's the same thing your body does when you get COVID or you get any any anything that is not supposed to be there. You put a you mount an immune response against it. Now, one maybe one of the problems with these things is that when you get injected with this vaccine. Your body mounts, uh, they're they so effective at making this protein and so fast that your body mounts a huge immune response and there is damage that is caused because of it. I, okay. I mean, right? I mean, just yep. that, that's Perhaps. that's a possibility yep. because they're not putting anything in there that you're not getting from COVID. Like it's, it's not changing. The spike protein is not, it, it's just a piece well, of protein. Using- they're using mRNA. You gotta, you gotta admit that they, they haven't done this before. But when you look at other vaccines, they're using other vaccines, mRNA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, what's the difference? So uh, what? So what? Yeah. So what? Like, you think that the mRNA is going to integrate into something? DNA can integrate into something too. I mean, well, it, yeah, but really messenger want... RNA tells the DNA what it's going to do. It's kind of the other way around. Okay. So, so what? What other vaccine has had mRNA in it? That 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 has uh, a proven track record. I don't know. I actually can't. Yeah, tell exactly. you. I don't know. Well, there's yeah, zero. There, there is yeah see i understand your point jeff where you say okay there has to be proof right and i agree with that no it's not i didn't say there has to be proof todd i didn't say that i said that i said that what people are like i don't understand why people think the only thing they could say to me is that okay the sequence that they put in there is actually integrating with our dna somehow editing it and causing some sort of mutation in, in something or, well, I, have, I have a I'll, couple questions about that. Well, first, I would compare it. They thought thalidomide worked okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and, and, and I see this as possibly being the same type of uh, disaster, uh, uh, but on a much bigger scale. The other thing is the two questions. Oh, shit. Goddamn son of a bitch. The mRNA vaccine, one of the points that is brought up is they said originally the mRNA component 
would only reside in a close geographical area where the shot was, correct? Yeah. But that they're finding it all over people's bodies now. Especially in the sex organs and also in reproductive organs and into the heart and lung tissues. Yeah, so, so I mean... What do you consider and, again? And then, as, again, as a non-technical person, this raises my suspicions because of the fact is, is that, well, they said it would do one thing, but some people are saying now it's doing another, and then there's no response other yeah. than banning people and safe and effective, safe and effective, trust the science. It's like a, a bunch of fucking um, parrots. Yeah, and, and the other thing we got to talk about is when Med Pfizer released their safe and effective study, they said it was 90% effective in the very beginning. Then Moderna came out the next day and said, there's is 95% effective. The following day, Pfizer came back out and said, you know, we reworked the math. It's 94.5% effective. <laughs> and as every month went through, tell me, Jeff, what vaccine is so effective that it now has an effective rate of stop and transmission with an effective rate of 9%? It doesn't have a, an effective rate of stopping transmission, which is a big fallacy. People then, well, then why would you take a vaccine? It was promoted as that, though. Yes, it, it, it does. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, but okay. So what it does is it gives you a head start at making antibodies against a COVID infection. That's all it does. It's like any it, every vaccine does. It just well, like now, polio, that, you, you would be can't they put you'd in, be canceled off of social media though because that's not the narrative of a government. But that is that is the truth. That's not science. It doesn't stop you from the government. It. it gives you a heads up. It gives you a leg up on making antibodies against it. That's it. And and people get like I said. It could be that this, this thing is so effective at making protein that your body's going, holy shit. And you, you, you build up some, some horrible immune response. And no, the thing is, I would say that the immune system, people uh, have vastly different immune systems, like vastly different. And some people, well, you know, that's, some people will take the same, same disease and then either kick it out of the park or, or die from it. So it's, it's, a, it's these things where, yeah, okay, you get 11-year-olds that are getting something wrong, but they didn't get anything put into them that should be harming them. Like it's a, and, it, and if it's, it, to Matt, Todd, you, you know, you're talking about thalidomide, which was what, used in the 50s, right? 60s? Late, six, late 50s, early 60s. Okay, so we, we got to go back and we'd have to go back and check on the, uh, the tr tr trials they did on things. And I'm sure they didn't try them on. They just sort of went, oh, look at that. It works on. I think it was morning, morning sickness or something, right? Yes, that's yeah, what yes. it was originally for. But it wasn't originally for that. I think it was something else. And I don't know what it was. So they were repurposing it. Yeah, they, they, somebody, somebody went, oh, she's not sick anymore. So, well, what they, about the new... It was, I think it was epilepsy, maybe. Could have been. But then the thing is about the... You're saying that they find the mRNA in people's everything? Well, sure. Derby, but it doesn't, yeah. last, doesn't last... It doesn't sit around for very long. mRNA is notoriously... Labile, it goes away very quickly. Especially well, then how in, long does it? How long does it last, though? And we don't need notoriously. How long does it last then for scientifically? You know, it depends. In the body, it depends on the type of RNA, and it depends on. But it won't last. You know, an open R, an R, mRNA would last at the most something like three days. Hmm. But, the, but at the, the end most of you the day, because you could you can make some substitutions and you can put some things on the end of it that'll sort of stop the ordinary things from eating it but eventually it'll get chomped up in the middle. So it's not going to, it doesn't stick around, but you can find pieces of it probably laying around wherever, because it's going to go through wherever, wherever the blood goes. 
but it's, yeah. But once again, it's getting like to Todd's a, point, though, it was said that it should stay into the arm injection site, and now we know that it does travel. So once again, the science changes based upon the well, direction it, it of the wind. Creates a, a, a lack of trust uh, by by exactly, and then and yeah. I it's it's also, I think it's unfortunate that uh, people like now people are doing their own medical uh, assessments on things, and they're handing. Like just now, you guys have been dealing with this for two years, and now you're still telling me that it prevents transmission, and it doesn't. You know, like this it may, it might be the narrative, but that's the the problem. Isn't maybe that the uh, the drug is wrong? It's that the narrative is wrong, and so people that people sat there went, "Hang on, it doesn't stop transmission." And they, so obviously, you're lying. You must be lying Jeff, about something else too. When was when was the last yes. time you heard someone say? Thank God I got my sixth polio shot because this time I had polio, but it could have been a lot worse. Uh, and polio, don't forget, that's the second form of the vaccine because the first one just killed every test subject. So how do you reconcile that? Is, okay, so uh, first of all, polio is not that kind of contagious. Okay. Not, so, right, okay, so, so, let's pick, so, so let's pick measles, so mumps, and rubella, which is contagious. Um, When's the last time you've had force five injections and you still yet caught it? And people are like, thank God I got it because it could have been really worse this time having both mumps, measles, and rubella. So it's a, so you know how this works, right? You know how you, you, you put a, something inside you, your body uh, makes an antibody against it. Totally. It doesn't mean that you don't get it. It just means that you have a heads up on it. That's what that's what the whole thing about vaccines are. It's, it's, okay. not, a, it's not a condom over your body. Hold on. I got to correct you, though. The okay. COVID on, vaccine on, is guys, not a vaccine. And I just see that there is a person from the White House, very interesting, on the COVID task force work warehouse, um, White House, uh, top White House COVID advisor, Dr. Jeha, admitted in a recent Zoom call that there's no study in the world that shows that masks work. Hmm. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Well, hold that thought. Let's see. Present. Present. President accounted for. Yeah. He's probably still banging his head against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what, Todd? I just want to tell you. You brought up my point, how it travels throughout the body. I was just about to say that. Well, I've been listening to you, right, Paul? No, no. <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it. You said at the same time I was going to be just interrupting. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, how do you explain the excess deaths? Yeah. How do you, how do you, with that study I just got finished saying... How do you mm-hmm. describe 25,000% increase of a rare heart disease? Well, it's, it's, you got a control group. People who you get different control groups, you could have three. You could have people who aren't vaccinated, who had COVID, people who are unvaccinated and who haven't had COVID. Actually, four people who are vaccinated got COVID or didn't get COVID. Like you could break it up into so many subgroups. And right away, you'll be able to pinpoint it. You find out that people, you know, maybe even COVID could cause it too, right? 
No, COVID can't cause it. Oh, no, it's, no, you're uh, right. You, you're right. You just brought that Israeli study up. Yes, of 196,000 uh, Israelis, where they, yeah. they kind of, where the health minister and ben, Benjamin Netanyahu had admit that the Israeli people have been experimented on by Oof. Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't remember, remember, don't forget, they had to pay four times the price for that, uh, for that than the rest of the world. And that's why they went in line first. Hmm. So did, was it just you who went to Iceland? No, all four of us went to Iceland. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Was it? Our third time there. You had some herring? Uh, yeah, we had some uh, salted dry herring. It's actually pretty awesome. good. Didn't get my minky whale, though. Didn't get my winky whale this time. You, get, your you gotta get your winky oiled, you said? No, <laughs> minky, oh. minky whale. Oh, minky whale. Close though. Oh, okay. Well, they, disgusting. Did you eat that? Did you eat that? Buggers still killing whales. Yeah, they take three or four a year. Yeah, but they eat everything. It is the tastiest beef tenderloin you'll ever taste. It's amazing. Really? And puffins are beautiful, and they taste good too. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah. I guess you can't be too choosy what you eat there if you want to eat the native cuisine, right? No, their cuisine is actually really, really good, top notch. Just oh, native gosh. cuisine. Your name's Helga. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Jeff says, right? The Nordic women and their anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> if we could find my keys, we could both drive out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. He obviously has the headphones on, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so guys, we'll get back on topic here. Well, we, we've had a really good discussion on on the COVID thing so far. So that's it's it's interesting, I, and and I don't want to beat a, a, a horse to death either. Um, but uh, what I'd like to move on into next is something that uh, everybody has a good opinion on and and uh, has a lot of information on is uh canada's involvement with made mm-hmm. what what do you think what you, I'll, I'll i'll give the opening uh remarks from jeff go ahead because for me yeah you have a lot uh, well, a lot of good information I, on that well as as it turns out i was talking to a prof- an old professor friend of mine out of ubc and he uh was on the panel for made uh that uh this new legislation is coming out and he his his main research is around uh, AI ethics and healthcare, but um, he was asked to go on there and just to give his opinion about what he thought. And he said that, um, uh, uh, first of all, I was, uh, he said that they were looking at a couple of different things. One was um, that they want to do it. So a preemptive uh, uh, application for it. So you, Basically, if you are, if you think you have dementia or, and you're going to get worse, you can be, well, you are still of sound mind and body. You can say, look, if I get to this point where I, you know, whatever the list is, um, you say, if I can't remember my name, my name, my kids, my whatever, whatever, the, whatever it is, then you can then apply to do that. And it can, it to be um, self uh, or medical assisted death. And that's the one thing that they were talking about. There's another one they are talking about for how to deal with people that are uh, minors, 
but informed minors, like kind of old enough to make their own decisions, but not really, but technically under 18. So the kid is at a certain point and they want to die. If this thing happens to them, uh, how do they deal with that? And who, who actually has the consent there, whether it's a kid or not. And he didn't think that would actually, he said that was so complicated that he didn't know how to, they would deal with it. Uh, but he thought the other one would go through because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, as, um, and he was, uh, was another one too. Um, you know, he said that the mental illness they're, they're specifically aiming at, although they didn't name it. And it's, it's perhaps a bit broad the way that it's said, but they're hoping that there's enough uh, catchments that, will allow people that are just simply depressed or like for a short period of time or, or, or that uh, have their reasons uh, they won't be allowed to keep on going and like, they won't get, they won't get, they won't say, yeah, okay, go ahead and do it. But I mean, the, the main thing was that it, he said it was about dementia because he said there's a huge surge of dementia patients that can't do like, like I know my, my father's got dementia. He's in a home. He doesn't remember anybody's name. I know from who he was that he would not want to be around right now if he had that choice and he doesn't have that choice anymore and he'll never have that choice. He'll just have to, to die. So, uh, which is so pretty cruel. Up. It's cruel. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so the thing is that, so, um, you know, it's uh, not to go on too much about this, but uh, my mother died of, of uh, bone cancer and the nurse came to me sort of into that point where she's at the hospice. And she said to me, look, uh, your mother, our, my, her, her main role in this, she said, my main role is to make sure that my mother's comfortable and out of pain. And she said, and she explained to me, she said, look, your mother's pain level is here and her morphine level, her pain level is here. We have to keep it so that the pain level is below this, right before, below this threshold. But she said, the problem with that is I have to start off with morphine here, 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 here. And she said, at a certain point, it gets beyond respiration. So she said, at that point, uh, we generally don't put oxygen masks on. We don't do that. It's just at that point, we can't keep them out of pain and alive at the same time. So they'll yeah. gasp for their breath and they'll die. And effectively they're killing them, but they're saying, they're going, look, we're doing this to alleviate pain. That's it. Cause they're not going that they're not leaving this hospital. There's yeah. So it's, it's kind of, they've been doing it for years. It's just a, kind of a different, yeah. you know, they, now, they do it when they do it. So that's that's my take on it. I think it's a I think yeah. it's a, a really good thing, and and it's uh, you know it's one good thing that Canada is leading the pack now with so uh, so there's two other countries in the world that allow this for mental disorders as well, Belgium and the Netherlands, I believe, and uh, we're the and we will be the only ones that will allow this preemptive, um, you know, I am not Alice kind of thing. When I when, when the bar gets to so low, you go ahead. Yeah. Me. Now, uh, just again, playing devil's advocate, um, they all say the the road to hell is paved in with good intentions, and um, perhaps maybe they uh, erred in in making uh, too broad of a uh, of a, a requirement for made in some examples. From what you you explain there that it makes total sense and it makes it's ideal but um we're seeing that it's being taken outside of where it should be and it's being offered to people that it shouldn't be offered to such as 
uh, veterans, uh, homeless people, people using food banks, um, you know, uh, people that aren't terminally ill and people uh, that are just mildly or, 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 or suffer from depression uh, outside of that Alzheimer's or dementia, that kind of situation. Craig, and, Craig it's offered to everybody. It's yeah, offered to everybody. It yeah, everybody. Who, it's, they're, not, they're not pointing it to any of those particular people. They're just saying it's offered to anybody. Yeah. But you have to fill in this certain criteria. And the criteria, the bar is pretty high. It's not just yeah. one person that says it's okay. You have to get two people, independent people, to say okay. It has to yeah. be a two-year waiting period. So it's not like... Oh, oh, I'm depressed today. And, or they went to the food bank and said, Hey, you know what? You look kind of down and out. Why don't you take it? And they, yeah. they could, yeah. but you could take it too. But you don't look at, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, who cares? yeah I, I understand that. But we also look at uh, the statistics right now is that presently they have over 30, it's, it's, it's now crossed over 30,000 people that have uh, been um, ended their lives through mate since its inception uh the last within the last three years it's averaging about ten thousand plus a year that are being uh basically euthanized and since, since 2016 well uh within the last three years the number is about thirty thousand. it works out to be roughly about ten thousand a year in the last three years the statistics that i was looking at and so again you gotta you know Take that in proportion to a population of what around thirty-two million people or thirty-five million. I'm not too sure. Us, I don't know how that works out. Thirty-eight now. Thirty-eight million. Yeah. That's who we are now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Roughly. taking that and pop in relation to that, you know, kind of how's that figure on that? How's that? Is uh, are there that many people that are suffering dementia? Uh, or or serious? Point one percent. Yeah, point one percent of the population are they suffering yeah, illnesses yeah. that they're not getting back? You know what? Uh, Could be. Yeah. Took it. So, so the thing is that this this uh, maid service is not just for mental ill patients. It's for everybody. Like, if you have cancer, terminal yep. cancer, or if you have yep. some other terminal disease, then yeah. you you can apply for it. So that is there are there uh, ten thousand people a year that are dying of some sort of terminal illness? I ain't sure. Probably, like it's yeah. Not, it's, it's not, you know, that's not a. That's not a. That's reach. not a. That's point one. That's point one percent. Yeah, Isn't but Jeff, it, or is it one percent? Gentlemen, would you would you guys say that maybe you, like you said, the road to hell was paved with good intentions? Do you think maybe this legislation could be used to maybe end someone's life a little more quickly before healthcare dollars have to be spent to try to find an intervention to maybe help them outside of the terminal illness? Yeah. I, eventually, it's a tool that they'll have to use. I remember um, being I uh, hope so. meeting yeah. with, I met with a, a, a provincial candidate, and he sat there and explained, and this was back in the 90s, and he said, listen, he said, one out of every seven healthcare dollars in Ontario are spent in the last seven days of a person's life. And... You know, we've all been there of where we've seen relatives that were, um, you know, in really bad shape. Like Jeff said, they're not leaving the hospital, but they mm -hmm. go to extraordinary means and measures yeah. and, to and keep them alive. And I, 
I'd like to think if I was in that position, if I knew I was terminal, at the moment I realize that, you know, it's just pain and suffering and prolongment. Uh, I think I would opt for that. But do you, you think know. in today's healthcare system, they are going to every measure to do everything to try to get you better? With healthcare um, wait times in the ER, with everything else, with understaffed? Well, I, I, you know yeah. what, Paul? I can't really speak to that right now because the last experience with something like that was 2018. I know my wife has had a relative that he's recently went through some health issues, but you know, there were screw ups, but they did, you know, and he's in his late eighties and they were still, you know, giving him tests and uh, things like that. So they yeah. were trying to find out what was going on. And I mean, Jeff can speak to the, the treatment he received uh, in the last little while. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's the thing is that they, they did the best they could with what they have. Yeah. And they actually, they actually, you know, to some some degree, they, you know, you go to the emergency room and if you have a uh, cut, your fingers cut or some cut off or like deep wound, but you're not going to die. Uh, and somebody walks in with uh, some people like, like if I walk in and I'm holding my chest, I'm, you know, a 60 year old man holding his chest, complaining of pains. I'm going to trump the card, right? I'm going to go right to the front. And those poor people will be sitting at the back. We just don't have the, the money, but they, yeah. <laughs> I believe that they did as best as they could. Yeah, I actually think they did. And to Paul, the, to the, Paul's point, though, about <coughs> you know slippery slope. Everything in friggin' society these days is is a slippery slope. It's you know taking away their the owners private ownership of firearms, uh, dictating eventually what vehicle you're going to drive. Um, the the sexual thing where they went from gay rights to tranny rights and now it's minor attracted persons like everything's a slippery slope yeah well and, they're, they're saying uh hmm. back to that made thing that it's there's uh, they're talking about a potential savings yearly savings of over 167 million in healthcare he, costs he, here you go with that though craig what if you have a scenario of over the last 20 years you don't really build any new hospitals you have underfunded them greatly you have suspended without pay people who refuse to get a experimental gene therapy. Roughly about 20%. And in yeah. all of that, to create a problem, to now usher in a solution, the Hegelian dialect. Do you think that that is nefarious or is it conspiracy theory or is it kind of conspiracy fact? Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, it's probably, it's probably, yeah, well, uh, my my buddy who was on the panel, he said that they pulled over three hundred thousand people in Canada, like yeah. across Canada, three hundred thousand people, and he said eighty percent of those people said yes, I absolutely do it, absolutely go ahead with this legislation. So eighty percent of these people, and I, and I said to him, you know, it depends on which eighty, you know, which three hundred thousand you're talking to, but uh, if it was a legitimate poll, then that's uh, that's pretty yeah. steep. Well, I, I don't think anybody is arguing about the, that, you know, it, it there is a, a position or a place for it in that sense. Um, right. And yeah. I think you gave the perfect examples, Jeff, of where it's where it could be used. But the like like Todd and, and, and Paul have been 
suggesting and maybe myself as well that you know that slippery slope or that where they start using it as a convenience uh in the in 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 the medical world as compared to uh a rescue or uh a, a, like a a helpful thing to somebody it becomes a convenience for the medical profession or the the government to to start eliminating people and that's the where i think we could just got to make sure we avoid that that slippery slope in that respect right so one of the other things that's quite interesting is that of the people in canada that have been allowed to do this over the past years um 60 of them have uh, so, uh, so what is it? Uh, uh, if you're allowed to do this, sixty percent of them have uh, have said, "I, I you know, how the hell is that put on there?" Um, anyway, twenty percent of the people, twenty percent of fifty percent uh, that decided to go ahead with it. So, if you're if you're let's say you know you're offered this, fifty percent of the people said yes, let's do it. Twenty mm-hmm. percent of those people said yes, let's do it. And then they change their minds after the two year period. Yeah. And um, that's the, that's the, that's the things you guys are talking about. I think that what made them change their minds, why were they in that predicament in the first place? And could it be used to, as a way to population control people? Like it's, it's not, timely because you so know, much. our populations are getting big, right? Our, yeah. Everybody's population is getting out of control and it's, and the old are, are sucking up the healthcare dollars. Yeah, they are. And that's us. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, it's not so much sixties. It's, it's more like the, like in the, the over 80 crowd. I, I heard it's mostly uh, the motorcyclists. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is probably true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call, as always, we like to call them organ donors. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the death. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna donate my eardrums to science. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay, guys, yeah. uh, I got another subject here that I just want to touch bases on. Um, let me see here if I can go to our next topic of conversation here. Oh, uh, the Central Bank of Canada announced. Uh, we're building the the capability to issue a di- digital version of the Canadian dollar, known as the Central Bank Digital Currency or the CBDC, that Canadians can trust and rely on, so we can can be ready should the need arise. Currently, we do not have plans to issue a digital currency. Ultimately, Parliament and the Government of Canada will determine if or when to issue a CBDC. That's a press release from uh, the Bank of Canada. Uh, what do you think, guys? Pro well, is, the th- is the theme tonight the slippery slope? The slippery <laughs> slope, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe that, that will be on there, the slippery slope, right? You know, digitization yeah. is great, and you need a currency in your country. Our problem is in our country is they've absolutely fucked the value of our currency. I mean, government spending is now in the range of a trillion dollars a year. Yeah. The budget deficit, oh, this fed, past federal buff, budget deficit was 91 
billion. Our debt now is 1.5 trillion. Wow. And it just, you know, what what that sounds like to me is <laughs> what they'll do is they're just going to kill their currencies and then they'll they'll um, set up a digital currency. And the scary part of the digital currency is they can control where you spend it and what you spend it on. And you have to spend it within a certain time. That was one of the things where they were they're talking about. They could say the value of your digital currency this week is so and so. And then you have till next Monday to spend so much. And expires. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's a China social system score, social uh, the score system. Yeah. It is yeah. so it has the potential to be um, uh, mis misused is is unbelievable. Um, you know, they it, at a certain again, like Jeff says, it it's comes down to a certain point is there's just no trust anymore. Our our trust in institutions has been eroded. And uh, yeah, and yeah, it sounds great on paper, right? You need a digital currency, right? Because the reality is, is that's how the world economy works is a quick transition yeah. of uh, no, currencies. No, I got and a good, that, question. But, good, good yeah. question about that. If we're so in need of this digital currency, maybe you can answer this, Jeff or, or Paul or Todd, is right now... I go out, I use my MasterCard to pay for things, right? Or my debit card to pay for things. Yeah. And isn't that not in itself a digital currency? And shouldn't that be sufficient right now as a currency? Uh, it's a definitely trackable. Currency? You know? Uh, uh, it's trackable by the country, the company. Yeah, that not by it. the country. And if it's over $10,000, yep. and the transaction is over $10,000, the banks have to report it to... The federal one. Yeah. Uh, it's FinCEN right? or Financial Crimes yeah. Division or something like Fintrack. that? FinTrack. FinTrack. FinTrack, yeah. Okay. That's interesting because that's that's the way I look at it. And, it, you know, I, I can see issues arise where it comes down to, say, flea markets. Or or places that are, uh, you know, uh, garage sales, flea markets, uh, street vendors, um, uh -huh. charity things like that, right? Street charities, the yeah. Salvation Army, a lot with their of little kettles, or yeah, charities, yeah. But you know that a lot of and you go. I'm surprised at how many people have these little cards like this, like you know, card readers, and all yeah. they do is type in the amount, and then you swipe your visa or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm surprised that they're all over the place. Yeah. Once that gets yeah. more, well, get cheaper, or or for, to buy the little card, or uh, I don't know, it just yeah. like oh, you said, Greg, or it's, using it's your not cell much phone, right? Yeah. Okay, so and most of your money sitting in uh, in a bank. Yeah. It's just a number on a card or a number on your account. You, you don't right. think they actually have those dollars sitting in the back of the safe now? No. It's nowhere near that. Like if no. you go to a bank and try and take out more than five thousand dollars, I'd say even three. Just Usually go, three. just walk into your bank and walk in and grab and get more than three. Forget it. You, yeah, you can get you can get three pretty simply at the ATM, but they they're like, nah, we don't have it here. We can't give it to you. Yeah, you give uh, us if it's five ahead of time. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, you, you could go try it. It's, yeah, but it's 
but if it'll keep it there. So it's, it's, it is pretty much a digital economy already. I mean, yeah. I yeah. understand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So then the you got to say, why are they going to the CBDC yeah. then? Yeah. And, and, and then there's chatter in the, in the blockchain world that it's going to be Ethereum. That's going to be a, a form of Ethereum, not Ooh. Bitcoin. That's going to uh, go through. It, it, essentially, though, the central banks are all centrally linked, right? Of every country. Like the, yeah, the U.S. The Federal Swift Reserve system. Is, exactly, yes. So the U.S. Federal Reserve system, that's just a private corporation that owns it. That print the money essentially from thin air, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So why they don't do the credit card system and just pass a law that says, okay, we're going to track these financial things and that's it. Yeah. This is taken to the next step. And you got to ask yourself, why are they doing it to the next step? Spending all that extra money on the infrastructure, unless with, when you understand blockchain technology, they're using AL algorithms to gain as much information on you as possible. Well, some of these corporations are doing that, right? Like, Sorry? like well, they're going to take don't, they're going to take it to the next level. I don't think that Walmart doesn't do it or Google does it doesn't do it. Like, of course they do. No, it. but on a limited scope, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, you, like Apple's on a big, pretty big scale. Like, it's it's taking information. It's even got your your retina, right? Your retinal scan and your uh, finger, your thumbprints or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got everything. It could be you. They could, they got everything they need on you, not just you, but even in front of everybody. Anybody that's ever got a facial scan, uh, you know, sure. And Apple's pretty big, collecting all that data. But Apple is still Apple. Apple doesn't go and give that to Microsoft, doesn't go give it to Amazon, it doesn't go give it to there. When you got the central digital yeah. currency, they've got it on everything on the whole picture. Yeah, but you know what? Apple probably sells it to people that, that, that won't make any difference. They'll sell it to somebody that makes There's something party. else. Yeah, somebody that somebody that doesn't compete with them. So, yeah, but at might. the end of the day, if there's a complete digital currency, it, if you want to participate in the economy, you have to use it. And yeah. that in, in itself is total control over the economy. Like, yeah, we're pretty much digital and electronic now with debit machines and things like that. But you still have the option of cash. Not, not in all cases, Todd. Like if you think about, you go to a um, a hotel and just pay cash. A lot of them won't take that. Well, they might take it, but you have to put a whole bunch of money down because they you don't want you wrecking that hotel room. So that's why that's they put right, it. Yeah. Take your credit card. And, I'm, just, I'm yeah. just saying. Like I hear you, but they, that's yeah. Uh, but if uh, if I'm going to a fruit stand or I want to go buy a car from a guy, or you know, you do just you can't kind buy of a car with. But you can't buy a car from with a credit card anyway. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, maybe it depends how cheap the credit card. And you the have the is. option. If you, you have the option, you might not want to They'll, stay in that hotel. They'll allow, allow you up to ten grand on a credit card at a car dealership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they won't. Now, they won't do that. They just don't do it because it costs them an extra three percent. They don't like. Yeah. It. Yeah. Unless you want to pay the difference, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't like necessarily maybe want you to be able to track that. I don't know, but. Yeah. Certainly, the, certainly, tracking will come into it for sure if they go that way. But the way the system is now, you can choose different credit cards. You can, you know, do different banks, different. This channels all transactions through 
one area. Yeah, the government. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking about finances, uh, recently uh, Trudeau was asked uh, uh, in a conversation or uh, interview, he said, uh, he said everybody should prepare that 2023 is going to be a tough year. Okay. And some of the things that are going to make it tougher next year is there's going to be a 14% or 14 cent increase on the gas pumps come April. There's going to be a 6% uh, increase of el- for alcohol. Um, you're going to have a $305 less uh, on the first day of the year because your payroll taxes are going to increase by about $305. Mm-hmm. And uh, Canada pension plans are uh, premiums are going up by seven point three percent, and employment insurance premiums are increasing by five point two percent. Well, so that's just a couple of things that the government has planned <laughs> so far. So it, it works out. Uh, the average uh, Canadian farmer, uh, commercial farmer, uh, will be paying one hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars extra by the year twenty thirty with the cost of carbon tax and let's see what else. And yeah, that's kind of interesting in itself. So, you know, they have a a lot more money to grab from us, I guess, in the next uh, little while. I I, I see. Well, Craig, the government took on that debt, so we don't have to. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we're going to be paying for it. One of the things I had a conversation with someone um, the other day and they were talking about the increase in the price of natural gas and they were going, I going, yeah, well, it's the carbon tax. And he's saying, no, it's not, it wasn't the carbon tax. And I said, yes, it was because what's happened, the increase was in the transportation portion of the natural gas costs. Well, the transportation portion has increased in cost because the pipeline people use natural gra- gas driven turbines to pressurize the line and transport the gas through the pipelines. Yeah. So they are paying an additional carbon tax and that fucking retard whoever who we all know who he is. I won't mention his name uh, is killing us. With the carbon tax and the debt he created uh, with the pandemic. Yeah. And for once, he's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, really is telling the truth that way. Okay, guys, we have five minutes left. Anything you guys want to bring up? Uh, I'll go through the list. Uh, We'll start off with uh, Todd. Anything? Well, you could talk about the shooting of the young constable in our neck of the woods. Yep, and uh, just a little uh, quick brief on that. It was his first day on the job by himself. Uh, he was a 28-year-old uh, gentleman, and uh, the the individual that shot him had previous charges of possession of uh, illegal firearms uh, just within the last six months that he's out on, outstanding on charges and for assaulting police. Um. That was uh, another thing. Yeah. Anything else? Is this the guy that got shot? That guy was a a cop today that got shot? Yeah, in Higgersville. Whatever it was. Yeah, in Higgersville. Yeah, he was shot by one of Six Nations or New Credit's finest. Um, You know, here we go again, right? 
he's going to spend billions, literally, on the gun buyback program. If you imagine that they spent that on police forces, extra yeah. officers in patrol cars, um, extra handling, yep. going after people. Like this guy, he was out on bail and he missed his court appearance. Yeah. So he was a fugitive, but no one could yep. go after Who's Who's going to go after him? There's yeah. no resources out here. You know? Yeah, sure. It's, a, it's an absolute outrage about the whole thing. And he has the audacity to, you know, express his condolences from Jamaica uh, about the death of this young guy. Totally did not have to happen. And I think that's the story, and you're not seeing it in the media. Now they're talking about the guy was out on bail, but they're not making the connection. The fact is, is that they're going after people who have, take the time to get properly licensed and have a, yeah. a clean criminal record. But instead, what they're doing is, you know... They're growing uh, light on the real criminals. No, they're not. Like, in a, yeah, like, yeah. you know, if I was the leader of the country, I would say, holy shit, this guy was, uh, this guy was out on bail. This guy had, was caught with a handgun with uh, the serial number filed off. He assaulted a police officer and he's out. Grand Theft Auto? Uh, yeah, auto? yeah like... Yeah. It's, it's an absolute... Outrage. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to end up uh, in county jail three days eating Big Macs and then uh, heading into the sweat lodge for a couple of weeks? Well, he's actually sitting in a jail cell probably about a kilometer away from me right now. Um, He was in court in town uh, today. Oh, they would have remanded him over to Hamilton already. Would they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have... Two minutes left, less than two minutes. Final words, Jeff. You got one minute. Yeah, I can't wait till the next pandemic. There you <laughs> Great stuff. And final words, Paul. The next pandemic will be when we win if this note nation votes in Trudeau again. Yeah, yeah that will be a pandemic. That's oh, my great. God. And on those fine note, gentlemen, we have less than a minute left now. And it was a great discussion. This is going to be a this is a great podcast tonight. I appreciate your input from every one of you guys, and uh, let's do this again sometime soon in the next uh, week or so. So you've been listening to the Canadian Beacon Podcast with with Paul, uh, Jeff, and Todd, and myself, Craig. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, look forward to uh, more interesting topics in the future. There, we have less than 30 seconds, guys. Cheers. All right. Have a good night, gentlemen. Peace out. Bye. Bye.